Guys, it's that time you got to in the ring with the greatest faction in podcast history, Jazz Freaking Wrestling, the JFW podcast, hosted by Travesty. I am Dizzle J. Oh my God, somebody does the intro right. Come on. Man. Give me stupid titles. Right? Right? You know, you got to sit there like, I am the podcast papa, the leader of the LIM. I eat orange juice for breakfast because I choose not to drink pulp. Or whatever goofy shit I have to say. Ah, oh, fucking hey, Jay, this is a it's, good feeling, man. One one thing before we get super into this, let me just say thank you to you for always checking in on me and seeing if I want to come back. And a huge shout out to Cartoon Joe that I listened to the show and he gave a nice little pop. I love this little joke about getting divorced. <laughs> <laughs> I know he felt bad about it. I thought it was fucking hilarious. I I told him. Uh, I I told him. You li- well, I mean, obviously, you listen to the show. I told him that you're li- that you listen to the show and everything. And as soon as he got done recording, he was like, uh, "He's like, you think he's you think he's gonna get mad?" And I said, "I'm like, dude, he, trust me, he'll fucking laugh." I like, laugh, man. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, we actually just uh, right before we recorded a little behind the scenes, you guys. Right before we recorded the episode we're recording right now, I actually recorded a show with Cartoon Joe. And we talked about, again, we talked about you coming back. And the one thing I think I failed to mention last time that I mentioned this time is you are technically a founding father of FreakNet Studios. Yeah, you know? I mean, we had, uh, Hooters. <clears throat> Hooters, yeah, we had, it was our first, uh, first board meeting, I guess you could call it. And, uh, uh, granted, uh, only 75% of us are now back. I'm okay with it. Uh, <laughs> It, it, it's just, it's such a good feeling. And I don't, I don't want to take away anything that, uh, that we have been doing on JFW. Cause I, I don't know how long you've been gone. I want to say four years, but that just seems like it's too fucking long. I, I, I don't know either, but you guys have been doing a great job on JFW. I've been listening consistently now, probably for the last few months. Mm-hmm. I just fell back in. I don't know what happened. I just started listening to more and more podcasts, and obviously I'm going to pick up on your podcast because yeah, you're my brother. I appreciate that, man. Um, yeah, I don't want to take away anything that me and Pac-Man and Nubby have done in your absence. Um, they they have been crushing it, and no, this isn't a goodbye to them, to so anyone who's listening to this. Uh, I have said it for years. I said it even when uh, Jay was originally on the show is I have a dream of splitting JFW into two shows and making one an independent-based wrestling show and one a televised-based wrestling show. And that's exactly what we're doing here. Dizzle J is going to help me talk about televised wrestling on these episodes, and Pac-Man and Nubby are going to help me with the independent wrestling shows over on there. And anyone who wants to join the one or come and help out on the other, more than welcome to, but we found a way to get Dizzle J back into JFW. And I know you appreciate the fact that I was checking up on you on time to time and everything, but really it was just because I wanted you back. It wasn't anything about your feelings or how you've been doing. I don't give a fuck about that shit. Never well have. Aware. Well aware. 
Yeah, so I was more focused on how do I get him back so I get more fucking views, you know? Yes. How can I make money off this guy? How can right? I, make money I, I need him to come back so I can sell his merch again. So <laughs> let's... Uh... But hey, Grant, he, Matt's still wearing the Travis D. Dizzle J20, what was it, 2020 shirts? Yeah, make wrestling. Yeah, I got to make new ones that say Travis D. Dizzle J 2024, bring back wrestling or whatever. Um, yeah, dude, I... I, I am overjoyed and like I said, like I, I literal, like we're, we're only shooting audio on this one. Uh, we will go to video shortly with Dizzle J. But if you, if you had video right now, you would see goosebumps on my fucking arm because this is, this, this is 2017 JFW here. You know, it's OG. I'm, I'm sitting there trying to think to myself, like, 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 how do I want to go about doing this show again? You know, how do I go about bringing Jay back in and what are we going to do? It's like, just do what we've always done. Just, just go back to basics and be who we are. And that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to talk about, uh, articles and current events of professional wrestling. We're going to do pay-per-view predictions and everything. The Royal Rumble is tonight and we're going to do the predictions for that here tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the shit that's been going on in wrestling. Um, and kind of like just, and, Whatever, however long it takes, if it takes 45 minutes, it takes an hour, it takes an hour, whatever it takes, we're going to get through this and we're going to enjoy this because, again, I don't know how long it's been, but it's been so long since Dizzle J has been here on the JFW podcast as a host and it just feels fucking right. You're building me up so big, I don't, I don't want anybody to get disappointed. <laughs> well, because I don't want you to fucking leave next week, man. <laughs> No, I think I think we figured out a schedule that works, and mm-hmm. like I said, you you know a lot of the reason I left is because yes. I I was being a dad, yeah, and that was the most acceptable reason I could give. And now I'm in a spot to where, you know, the little one's sleeping right now because yeah. he sleeps like I do. Yeah, I I just uh yeah no dude, I I just appreciate the fact that you picked a really good lie. You know, it wasn't like a half-ass bullshit one. I was like, oh man, you know, I got church shit. You know, you you chose a lie that I could believe, and I appreciate yes. that. Hey, well, um, you know, if I'm going to blow smoke, I'm going to blow heavy smoke. <laughs> uh, snort it's more like it, but whatever. Um, dude, no. I just... <laughs> That's been a while. <laughs> when, I hit that, when I hit that line, I want that thick fatty. I get it, you know. You know, I get it. Coke, women, whatever you're into. Don't care. Feel it in my face. And here's one. Here's one thing. Like you, okay. So you said you haven't really been. You know, you listened to like the last couple months and everything. You yeah. haven't been on the show in a while and everything. So I'm not sure if you're gonna realize it, but Travis, he got a little bit aggressive over the years. Um, I blame a lot of that on fucking Pac-Man and the way he just fucking brings the worst out of me. Um, but it's also just a cynical fucking business that we're in. So swearing is a lot bigger now. Just so you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it was because I mean we did a fucking lot of it before. I. You know what? I don't believe we did that. That's the thing, man. Like, I, I, until people start pointing out to me, it's like, you've been sworn a lot. It's like, dude, it's fucking Pac-Man. It's his fucking fault. Not me. I'm a good person. You're a challenged person. It's kind of hard to keep it together. Exactly. But we are here. We're back here with Dizzle J. We're going to talk about the Royal Rumble. We're going to talk about articles. But before we do any of that, I got to remind all of you guys that this episode of Just Freak Wrestling, the JFW podcast, is brought to you by CarterComics.com. It is your one-stop shop for all your comic needs, whether it be graded or raw. Carter Comics has got them all. Uh, as mentioned over on this freaking show, I'm going to mention it here now. 
Because of 2024, they decided to update and change and add some cool discounts and features to their website and their eBay account. Everything. So they used to have four eBay accounts. Now they just have one. Link to that is at the CarterComics.com website. It's on the homepage. Just go to the bottom. You'll see it's right there. Our discount code FREAKNET, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T, will save you 10% on your entire purchase, whether it be at the website or at their eBay account. Not only that, they have a multi-purchase discount available. So if you buy more than one comic, just if you buy two comics, you automatically get 10% off your entire purchase. Just by buying two comics, you get 10% off your purchase automatically. On top of that, you have free shipping applied to your order. And that's that's eBay and that's uh, that's the website. Not only that, if you utilize our discount code, FreakNet, you get an additional 10% off your order. So let's say Dizzle J decides, I'm going to go buy some comic books. And you throw some comics into a fucking cart. And you're like, okay, time to check out. And you bought, let's say, four comic books. And it to- I'll do the math easy for you because we know you're stupid. Uh, totals out to $100. And you're like, wow, it's only $90 because I saved 10% automatically because I bought more than one comic. Oh, I'm also getting free shipping? Fantastic. But wait, there's a little box I can type FreakNet into. Now you just saved an additional 10%. So now instead of walking away with just, you know, $90, now it's 80 So, Well, damn. Yeah. Actually, there was some comics I was looking to get because uh, Junior was uh, wanting some comics. So i go check that out. Yeah, they're, they're, it's, I, I love, I love what they're doing there. They, like I said, they, they kind of consolidated everything down to an easier way of doing it. Cause like I said, they had four eBay accounts. It was just a little bit too much. They nailed it. They, they consolidated it down to one eBay account now. And like I said, <clears throat> the multi-purchase discount, our FreakNet uh, discount and the free shipping is included in eBay as well. They're adding new titles every single week. They're putting more and more out there, and they're continuously adding on as they as they move forward. Um, if for some reason you guys go onto their website, you go onto their eBay account, and you don't see one you're looking for, reach out to them. They're on Facebook at CarterComics.com, or reach out to them through their website and say, hey, I'm looking for this comic. Do you happen to have it? They will look. They will see if they have it. They will sell it to you, discounts included. Um, or they might be able to help find, locate it and find it. Um, and again, graded for those who like to just, you know, collect them, hang them up, admire them, or those who like to fucking sit down and have a shitter while reading a comic. You know, either way, dude, cardcomics.com, your one-stop shop for all your comic needs. Use FreakNet to discount you an additional 10% on discounts that are already available to you. <sighs> I know, right? I know people are like, dude, you, you go on with your plugs too much. Well, fuck you. You know, dude's giving and me money. I think if you're a wrestling fan, if you realize that wrestling and comics almost go hand in hand. Oh, I have a couple WWE comic books. I got, uh, I think I got Roman Reigns one and a Triple H one. So, and they're both you know, graded. A lot of the guys back in the day, that's what they did when they were in the locker room. They they would read comic books and stuff like that. Did send many interviews. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, and, you know, my, my plugs may go a little bit long, but, you know, who gives a shit? Dude, get, dude, I, I mocked that dude's bowel movements and his inability to pee in public so much, and he still sends me a fucking check. So, yeah, I'm going to give him a five, six-minute fucking, you know, 
uh, plug. I don't give a shit. Hey, as long as the check clears, who cares? Exactly. One more piece of business I want to relay to you. I'm not sure if you know this or not, so I want to relay it to you because you are back here. Um, our issues with the power hour, how we used to have those. I used to say shitty things all the time. Yeah, I heard. That's, that's all done. Right? They're now, they're now part of Freaknet Studios. Me and, uh, Steve have, uh, kumbaya ourselves into a point where now we could work together without problems. So, Congratulations. uh, yeah, so we're, we're, Freaknet is growing, and I'm happy about it. We were able to add an additional show. Me and uh, Joey will be starting a third podcast in March. So, growth. That's what we're here for. Growth. That's all. Let's talk about some wrestling, uh, Jay. It's been about 10 minutes, 12 minutes into this show, and we have yet to talk about any type of wrestling that's been going on in the world. And that's what we're here for. And the first thing I absolutely I want to talk about 100% is the shit that's going on with Vince McMahon. Holy cow. Yeah, I don't and think I, it's, been, it's Brock Lesnar, John Laurinaitis has all been yeah. named in this too. Yeah, and and I know it was weird because when when Pac-Man sent the articles, I'm like, wow, this is interesting to talk about. Uh, I, obviously, it was a link to Twitter or X, whatever you guys want to call it, and I read some of the the texts that were sent through. And I'm reading them, and I was like, dude, this doesn't sound like a 78 year old man texting, you know, a girl and stuff, you know, using some, I'm not going to use them that language here, you know, that's, even, even I got my limits and that's what it is. Um, and I, I was looking at it, I was like, it's like, I mean, I understand like this is kind of messed up and everything, but deep down, I'm like, where's the proof that he sent this? You know, yeah, it's, like, it's hard, it's hard in this day and age too, we've seen a lot of people get accused of things. Mm-hmm. And it's true. Um, yeah. Matt Riddle to be one has been cleared of charges. I believe Velveteen Dream has been cleared of charges too. So it's like you got Brock Lesnar. I mean, does Brock really need that? I think that dude spends too much time hunting and farming to ever have any kind of uh, sexual assault charges brought upon. Like that makes no fucking sense. And, and not that we're making light of the situation. No. Like, no, it is, it is a very serious situation, but yeah. this is just our opinion. Yeah, well, like, is with one of the most beautiful women in the wrestling world, right? Yeah, like, that's right. Yeah, if your if your wife's in Playboy, you don't need to go fucking anywhere else. Um, but no, you're right. I don't want people to think that we're uh, what's it called, victim shaming or something like that, because that's not what we're doing. Um, but it's just, it's just like one of the things. Like, there's always there's always that burden of proof like okay you got these you got these text messages did they come from Vince McMahon I'm not saying yes or no because I really don't know I know the dude's done some really shitty things over his course of his life and everything I understand that he is in a way a piece of shit um I just I just I I can't sit there and read these texts I was saying it's like okay that's 100% Vince McMahon it's I just I can't because there's no physical evidence to it but regardless of all of that I know he's going to fight that and go to court for it and try to clear his name and everything, but he's not going to do it as a member of the board of directors of TKO as he announced his resignation, I believe, just last night. Last night, yep. So um, so once again, Vince McMahon, no longer part of WWE, uh, as he left earlier last year, came back during the merger thing, left again. I mean, we replaced him with Dwayne Johnson, which, I mean, fucking upgrade, right? I mean, it can't, it can't, the way the product is going, it's been so much more fun to watch. Yes. The past 
I don't I don't want to say three or four months. Mm-hmm. Where it used to be like, oh, I have to watch Raw because I'm just a wrestling fan, and now it's like, fuck, I need to watch Raw. Yeah, yeah, dude. The, the thing that the thing that I love the most, and I don't, I'm not sure how other people feel, but hell, I don't even know how you feel about it. the thing I love the most is I'm a huge faction guy. I love wrestling factions, and the fact that it seems like there is too many factions is the perfect amount of factions for me. I think, man, I'm <clears throat> same way. I love the factions. Like, you know, we yeah. we came up in the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. For the- it was faction heavy, so I think that's what it is. Yeah, and you get the bloodline, the Judgment Day, and now with Ju- Judgment Day with our truth, and our truth is just an amazing athlete, not only and a performer, so he makes everything worth watching himself. Oh yeah, yeah. It, but then you, you then you look at the factions that are like slowly grown. The Final Testament with Karrion Cross, you know, uh, I in a way that. Uh, Bobby Lashley kind of brought the Hurt Business back with the Street Profits. You know, I don't think they have an official name. You got the LWO. You got uh, Legato del Fantasmo, I guess. It's kind of, you know, with Santos kind of redeveloping. We saw on SmackDown last night that Electra kind of returned into that managerial role for them, the one that she lost uh, when the team came back up to SmackDown. Um, dude, it's just... about a women's faction? Yeah, dude... I and congratulations by the way to uh to Kyrie uh Sane and Asuka for winning the tag titles. Uh they previously won them before it's Kabuki Warriors. I think it was mentioned that they are the longest running or longest reigning WWE women's tag team champion and now they're two time women tag team champions. Uh as we find out. But dude they yeah, WWE is fantastic. And I know a lot of people are like I, I saw one article where somebody was not an article but a post on X where somebody's like Everyone complains that AEW is becoming WCW 2000, but nobody wants to talk about the fact that WWE is becoming WWF 96. It's like, it's not the fucking same, though. It's not WCW 2000 and WWF 96, not even close to being the same kind of fucking popularity to fans and the talent that they fucking had. AEW is still having trouble filling buildings on their weekly show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. WCW 2000 did not have that problem. I had, I, I, I can't remember the conversation, who I had it with. Um, it had to have been, dude, it could have been you, honestly. It was that long ago. But AEW reminds me of WCW, like the exact same way. You start up a company, you get really hot because it's new and it's fresh and it's different, and now it's slowly trickling away just like WCW did in 2000, 2001. The AEW is, I believe a lot of people's problem is like their storytelling is horseshit. Their matches are great, kind of spot monkey-ish for me, Mm -hmm. but they're great. But the storytelling behind it, and they're they're lacking. I think Tony Khan needs to hire somebody to come in there and help him. His booking is great. Yeah. The matches he makes are great. But there mm-hmm. needs to be more story behind it, I believe. Yeah. What, what you need to do is you need to stop giving fucking Chris Jericho factions to run. Like, I, yeah. I, again, again, I love factions, but dude seems to have, like, a new faction every couple years. <laughs> well, he's the greatest of all time, baby. God damn it, yeah. Yeah, I, I, 
I, I gave up on him the moment I found out his finisher was a spinning back elbow. I'm just no. I I love Chris Jericho. Don't get me wrong. I <clears throat> arguably the most justifiable Hall of Famer ever in wrestling. Yeah. Between between where he's wrestled, who he's wrestled, what titles he has held, arguably guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer the moment he fucking retires. <clears throat> and I get that he always evolves. I know he went, he had some interviews somewhere years ago where he said every time he came back and did something, he changed his look, he changed his finisher. And I get the swing back elbow is a move he can do to anybody out of nowhere. I, I get it. I just don't like it because it's, that's way too much of a basic move that I see in wrestling matches now that is somehow becoming a finisher. You know, I, you know, it's almost, it's almost like the exact opposite of a DDT. DDT right. used to be a finisher. Now it's just a spot in a match. You know, it's. Unless you have a different taste to it, like the execution or, uh. The future shock? Oxley does it. Or, or the future shock. Yeah. Which I love, I love when those guys make, put a little bit of spin on something old and make it new. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. It, if you make it unique, you make it different. I can understand that. You know, it, it's like when people like, it's like when you look at the uh, the frog splash, you know, like every, like D'Lo Brown's frog splash, Eddie Guerrero's frog splash, RVD's frog splash, they're all different. They're all unique in their own little ways. But then you get like uh, like Kevin Owens who does a frog splash. He doesn't do it as a finisher. He does it as a spot because it's a quick jump and go. Uh, Dominic Guerrero, though, he, that's his finisher. So it, I get that there's there's some imagination you got to use in wrestling and. Yeah, maybe this may not be a finisher. Maybe this not be the ending of the match, but it's a pretty cool fucking move. Swinging back elbow never falls into my list of a hundred great fucking moves. Yeah, you know, it's, just, it's just not. And, um, it falls in line with the, their fucking Naomi's uh, rear window. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Put my ass in your face and you fall down, I win. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's less effective than a stink face. It's the same move, but presented differently. I mean, I take it, but. <laughs> um, but Vince McMahon is gone. This marks the first time in WDF, WDE history where there isn't one Vince McMahon or one McMahon on the board of directors. Yep. Closest to it, Paul Levesque, Triple H. Not one McMahon is on that board of directors for the first time in its history. Well, they're also talking that they might get rid of anybody who is McMahon loyal. So does that mean we lose Triple H? I think it would be a mistake. I, I hope, yeah, because honestly, if, if they lose Triple H, I don't, I don't see a reason Shawn, uh, Shawn Michaels sticks around. And Shawn Michaels is one of the reasons why uh, NXT is becoming more relevant again. Um. I yeah I, I I think it'd be a bad move. Um, I'm sure that Triple H would do everything in his power to not answer or respond to any questions related to McMahon, which I think would be a smart move. Um, but I they you know they can't lose him. They they just can't. And I, like I said, I'm glad that they have The Rock there because The Rock does kind of understand his business. He understands. Hollywood as well, and obviously with the entertainment aspect of what we're doing, I think he's a great fit. Uh, other wrestlers I would choose, maybe John Cena, 
He understands business. I think he'd be solid in that spot. Uh, Mark Calloway, also great, uh, understands business. Uh, he'd be great in a spot like that. Glenn Jacobs, once he's done, you know, running Knoxville County out there in Tennessee, great idea. Smart dudes. Um, uh, but obviously, I, I don't think they want to, you know, run WWE through the you know, entire board full of Attitude Era guys. Um, but, but it's just like, I mean, if you're getting the knowledge in there, you know, to fucking utilize it. One question I did have, and I, I'll, I'll relay it to you, give your thoughts and everything. We know Dwayne Johnson owns the XFL. We know that he bought it from Vince McMahon a few years back. Does the XFL get absorbed into TKO? Or would that remain a separate thing? I, I believe if you hire The Rock, you're not acquiring XFL unless it's part of the deal. And I haven't heard that be part of the deal, but I did hear part of the deal was that now Dwayne Johnson owns The Rock name. Yeah. Okay, well, let me, let me, let me re-ask it because I think I asked it wrong. If you were The Rock and they wanted the XFL, would you want to have it be absorbed by TKO? I don't see where there would be any loss for the XFL because they yeah. really haven't performed well financially. Now, yeah. I've watched the games. I enjoy watching the XFL mm-hmm. as an alternative when the NFL is gone. I enjoy the games. I don't know how anybody else feels about it, but I really liked it. So I think it would be a great deal to have TKO, this powerhouse company, behind it. Maybe to better advertise for it, because I never knew when the XFL games were on to watch them. Yeah, I I, I know they, yeah, because I, I know, I know, I believe the XFL was, what, in between the NFL season and shows, like spring, summer, or whatever? Yeah. But yeah, I never, I never knew the channels they were on, and... I know a lot of like the XFL is very comparable to uh, I don't know if you how I don't know if you follow baseball at all or watch baseball, okay. but they're but they're creating like this Saudi Arabia team. Like, Saudi Arabia is creating their own baseball league, oh, really? and yeah, and they got a lot of the older guys from MLB who aren't playing. Like Robinson Cano's over there, Bartolo Colon's over there. Uh, some of the old guys, there's maybe even like guys you know who are between our ages, you know, like the. 36 to, you know, 38, 39 era, who maybe aren't that great here, but are finding a home in Saudi Arabia. You know, it's just like Japan and Korea and Mexico, they're creating their own leagues. Saudi Arabia is doing the same thing. Um, so to me, the XFL is very similar to that. It's guys who, it's like Canadian Football League. Guys who aren't quite there yet for the NFL are finding these independent leagues to go play in. And that's why I've always seen the XFL. I said I think the XFL's rules are a little bit different. I think the uh, I think the balls are a different size. I think the downs and everything are a little bit less. And uh, I know they have different unique things. Um, yeah, they have a couple of rules. I believe there are certain spots where you can get one or two points for um, extra point. But there was talk at one point in time that the XFL would become the minor league to the NFL as is AAA baseball to Major League Baseball. Yeah. I mean, I that wouldn't surprise me. Like, you know, guys coming out of college undrafted, trying to find, you know, a spot to, you know, show their tech. 
I understand her thing completely. I think that's a great idea. I think if I think if TKO does make an offer to The Rock, though, I think he should sell to him. It's like I I, I get that he wants to try to make it his own. I understand that, but the the idea that you could take a company and put and put their backing behind the XFL, money wise, promotion wise, and all that shit. I think it's less of a stress factor on The Rock. I mean, I don't know what a stress factor is. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what movies he's, you know, you know, being part of and all that shit. But, I mean, it's like, why the fuck not? You know, you still keep a, you say, even you just keep, like, a, a majority, you know, stake in it, sell, like, 49% of it off to TKO or some shit, get them involved. You know, I mean, that's the whole reason they merged, you know, UFC and WWE and all that shit merged for the first place is to have the, you know, necessities to do more. Um, you look at it from an advertising now you're advertising on WWE channels and UFC events, and UFC events are just as big, if not bigger, than PLEs for WWE. Mm-hmm. So now you're, you're reaching a much wider community of people who like violence. And let's have football is probably besides rugby one of the more violent sports or hockey that you could watch. So it's like you have you have more options for getting your product out there to see more. Like I said, that was a problem with me with the XFL. I didn't know when they were on, didn't know what channel they were on, but when I found them, I watched them. So now you can have this whole extra community you can do this to. So, I mean, if I was the Rock, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm selling. Mm-hmm. But. No, I, I, yeah. It, I know there's, there's, there's going to be a lot of shit that's going to be happening between now and WrestleMania. I mean, there always is. Um, so I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm excited. To, I'm excited to see if it's, if it's noticeable. What, right changes what develops in the course of the next few months with, you know, Vince being gone, Dwayne being in there. And I, I don't know what Dwayne's official title is, but I know he's not going to, I know he's not replacing Vince McMahon. I know that for a fact. Um, so I don't know who is Vince's replacement as of right now. I know it was like a co-chair agreement where like basically TKO had two leaders, one UFC end, one day to E end, and that was Vince. So, I'm not sure if maybe Paul's gonna, you know, be the one to step in there, or maybe right. Stephanie comes back. Who knows? I, I would um, see. I could see Nick Khan stepping up in there. He's, I, he's upper management for WWE. Yeah, I I see that too. Uh, speaking of returns, uh, not sure if you had a chance to see it and everything, but NXT this past week we saw William Regal on NXT shows for the first time in God, what? Uh, a year, year and a half? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on William Regal and him coming back? Uh, I'm not sure what capacity he's coming back as of right now. I know that he appointed, uh, I fucking talk about nepotism, but The Rock's daughter as the general manager of fucking NXT. You know, I'm not saying it's related, but I mean, you put Dwayne <laughs> on the fucking board of directors of fucking TKO and then suddenly, <laughs> fucking daughter's. <laughs> But uh, could, you know, talk talk to me about William Regal. Share share with me William fucking Regal, the most underrated wrestler I can believe of all time. Guaranteed Hall of Famer, right? Gotta be. 
guaranteed Hall of Famer, no matter he's ever been a world champion in the big two that I know of. I think he's had minor titles, and I don't want to call it IC or the uh, USA Championship a minor title, but that's kind of what it is. But mm-hmm. to, one of the most underrated, underutilized wrestlers of all time. He was good as a serious, kick-ass dude. He could do the comedy. He was great as a GM. I believe he did. He was Raw GM at one point in time, or SmackDown GM at one point in time too. If I remember correctly. Uh, it- Raw, yeah, during the invasion, right? Yeah, yeah, right before it or whatever. Yeah, I, mean, I love William Regal. He just and I, the best for me is when he fought Goldberg during Goldberg's run. Oh and yeah, yeah. Goldberg hard time. And Goldberg had to earn that win. Yep. And that was that was hilarious because William Regal's a badass. My my two favorite moments of William Regal in the wrestling ring. One same match, him facing Goldberg, and when Goldberg got him up in the jackhammer, and he had like frog legs for some fucking reason. <laughs> Solid, fucking entertained me. Also was during his Intercontinental Title run, where he won with the power of the punch. And uh, which, to anyone who owned uh, uh, SmackDown, I think it's Here Come the Pain or whatever, your finishing move was the power of the punch. So you're not you're not all fucking saints in this world. Um, when he used it on the Big Show, knocked the Big Show out, and Big Show fell over on top of him, and Regal oh. lost the Intercontinental title. I forgot about that. That was that. Was, those are my two favorite women because dude is as serious as he can look and as serious as he is when he's in that ring. There's comedic moments that he can get over that are just fantastic. I believe uh, also another one was uh, <clears throat> WWF. I believe it was uh, was it Insurrection when they did the uh, the London or the England uh, pay per view. Oh. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think it was either that or maybe been a house show. I, either way, William Regal was wrestling on that show, and they came out and they played his old like 1980s WWF. He's a man theme song. Oh yeah, who did that to him as a rib? Who was he wrestling? Was it uh, I, I can't. I, I do. I can't remember. I'm sure if you Google it, it'll pop up. Um, but. Uh, it, it was just, it was just funny the fact that like the thing is because he he has the ability to do that he's able to be a serious guy but he can have those comedic points like when Jericho peed in his fucking uh, tea uh, teacup you know <laughs> it's just, you know the shit he did with Tajiri was fucking fantastic when when he was a DDF guy went to do and then turned and went to the evasion and stuff he just and he got Tajiri over and shit. Dude is a fantastic fucking competitor. Obviously, you know, he was released from WWE, went to AEW for a little bit, created a faction over there that is still around to this day. Even after he left, sat at home, wait for the one-year, you know, no compete to or no trade clause or whatever to expire to return to NXT. Um, His best work is the GM of NXT, too, so... Oh yeah, yeah, and the fact that he also works with, uh, uh, I mean, wrestling fans know him as Albert. Deep dive wrestling fans know him as Matt Plume 
or Bloom or whatever, Matt Bloom, uh, working at the, uh, the NXT training center. William Regal's down there working with the guys there, while uh, working on grappling and footwork and shit like that. Fantastic fucking dude. And I'm glad that he's back in the wrestling business. And I'm glad. Hopefully he's, I, again, I don't know what capacity he's back in NXT, but hopefully he still kind of shows up on TV because nobody says war games better than William Regal. So. <laughs> and, and let's face I mean, and that was one of the, that was the first pay-per-view I've ever been to, and it was with you. God, there's, other than those, other than those te- uh, seats being snug, great fucking pay-per-view. Yeah, I was talking to Junior, Little Junior, mm-hmm. and he wants a WWE show, but he only wants to go if you can go with us. Oh, God. Well, you know how I feel about hanging out with your fucking kids. I know. It's funny because you know them, they fucking love you. <laughs> I just, uh, God, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're, uh, they're, you know, they're, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they mean well and shit, but the fact that, uh, you know, they have to be present to be around me. Um, <laughs> no, your 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 kids are cool. No, so there, but there's a story behind that that we won't get into. Yeah, <laughs> you're uh, no, you're you're I, I your your kids are they they've been they've been great more than they haven't been. You know, and you know, pretty well mannered. You know, coming from you, uh, solid solid kids. Yeah, good uh, good kids. Um, now nah, I got nothing against your kids. I just don't like fucking kids. Uh, ask Abagul and his stupid baby. You know he fucking knows. Um, I told I, I told an asshole, I, I told a child to fuck themselves because they didn't listen to my show at a wrestling show. So it's, it's not just your kids; it's all kids in general. Just you're fine from afar. Don't come talk to me. Don't just you know if you're at my house, sit on your fucking hands. Don't move. Um, I do want to get to another pay per view though. I absolutely one hundred percent do. Uh they're just God, they're so fucking expensive nowadays. I, I know. I was looking into it. I- Survivor Series, I was going to try to go to Survivor Series. Mm. And they had two-day tickets, and they were 170 apiece. Yeah. That's an annoying Yeah, dude, the, the, the cost of tickets tripled since we went. That's, that's, that's for the same fucking seats. You know, and that, that wasn't tripled to see WWE. That was tripled to see NXT. It's fucking nuts. You know, um, but... I mean, well, yeah, we could do that. I mean, who knows? One day I'll win the fucking lottery and we'll go to a WrestleMania and shit. It's just be you and me. Fuck your kid. I don't need him to be there. Um, <laughs> because we'll be going. I mean, I'll take him to a pay per view, but I'm not taking him to fucking WrestleMania because if we go to WrestleMania, we're going for the entire Diddy Access week. Like we're watching, we're going to Raw, NXT, SmackDown, the Hall of Fame, both nights of WrestleMania. We're going to Fan Access because if I win the fucking lottery and I have that money, I am spending that fucking money. And we're sitting oh, yeah. front row and shit like that. How? I know it'd probably be better to be in a skybox and be all fancy shit. No, I want to be right at that fucking ring. I want to fucking uh, I want I want to slap hands with some fucking idiots, you know. I want I want WWE to come make me take my hoodie off, my JFW hoodie, so I can take it off and have my Dizzle J T-shirt on underneath. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will Another have under that. We will have front row seats, uh, opposite hard camera side to every event. For that week, we will be seen on Raw TV, on SmackDown TV, on NXT TV, on uh, on WrestleMania both nights. 
on fucking Peacock, we will be seen repeatedly. But like I'm not taking sure. your I'm not taking your kids because we're going to have fun. We're going to have chauffeurs because we're getting fucked up. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. We will we will create a WWE New York. And of course, we'll have to do some, you know, work and stuff. We'll have to do some vlogging and everything because that way I can write it off as a business expense. What? Um, but, but yes, I do. I do think we should get to another pay per view. Uh, I do. I went to. Uh, I went to a pay per view at the Now Arena over in. Uh, what the hell is that? Up north somewhere. I can't remember what the hell it is. AW? What? For AEW. Yes. Yeah. Their okay. seats fantastic. I don't fucking know. Twenty twenty one, I think. They went twenty twenty one. I went to a pay per view there, and the seats are fantastic because the uh, the armrests kind of uh, kind of angle out when you sit into it. So, so for us hefty guys, it's kind of nice. It was beautiful. Not only that, you could raise the armrest up if you don't even need it, so it gives you more space. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's it's basically like airplanes should be. <laughs> oh, I hate airplanes. Fuck airplanes. Fuck airplanes. Fuck airplanes. Fuck Allstate Arena seating. Uh fuck uh the Chicago White Sox seat. Get wider seats, people. This is a new fucking world we live in. People are fat. It happens. Even men have wide birthing hips. It's just the way life is. Anyways. Yeah. Someone cancel the seats. <laughs> Royal Rumble is tonight, man. Um, yes. There One is. Of the year. What? One of my favorite shows of the year. It, dude, it's 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 the beginning. It's the road to WrestleMania. There's a good chance we may find out who the first inductee into the uh, Hall of Fame is going to be tonight. Sometimes they do that. Um, right now we only got four matches that are scheduled. I don't know if there's going to be any pre-show matches or any other shows uh, matches that are added or anything. I don't know. Four seems kind of light. I would think maybe a five or something, but. Um, but I want to run through these matches. I want to talk a little bit about how we got to this point, and then obviously we'll do the predictions and everything. Uh, Pac-Man and Nubby decided not to wake up this morning and be part of the show, which is fine. Good on them for being, you know, committed team players. I get it. Pac-Man has family shit to do. Like he has a fucking family that wants him around to do shit. Whatever. Um, I do got their predictions, so we'll go through theirs, and then obviously you and I will read ours. As always, Royal Rumbles, we get two picks. We get a we get a who we think we're going to win, and then we get a dark horse. And I know I mentioned it on the show that a lot of people will take that dark horse pick and just pick a secondary person who could fucking win. That's not what it's for, but hey, you know, whatever Pac-Man wants to do to try to guarantee a win because he wanted to fucking win so badly last year and fucking lost, but still... Undefeated, I'll live. Uh, hold that with hold that with pride, really. So, uh, the first match I want to talk about is Kevin Owens versus Logan Paul for the United States Championship. Um, obviously Logan Paul uh, won the title. Oh, jeez, what pay per view was that? It was uh, Survivor Series, wasn't it? Sounds right. I can't remember. Um, this is what you're here for, uh, Jay. What you got? I, I believe it's. You want me to say who I think is going to win? I believe it's Survivor Series. I don't. I, we're not going to do predictions right now. I want to talk about how we led up to it, but I don't have the information for you. You're supposed to have that shit. Well, I'm 33, percent bro. I, you know, 
You haven't, you haven't even given me an eighth of what I fucking needed yet. I gave you my best guess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh fuck! Who did he beat? Who was uh, was it? Rey Mysterio, right? Yeah, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, yeah. Survivor Series sounds right. I'm only saying he won in 2023. There we go. There we go. Uh, he came out, created a tournament and everything. Uh, Kevin Owens won the tournament. Fantastic. Uh, some of the guys who were in that, obviously Kevin Owens, uh, Santos Escobar, Bobby Lashley, Karrion Cross. Yes. Um, uh, awesome, awesome comparison in the tournament. Uh, obviously Kevin Owens did pick up the victory. He's walking into the Royal Rumble to face, uh, Logan Paul. He's not allowed to utilize that cast that he's had on his hand to, you know, repair the injury given to him by uh, Eight Town Down, Austin. Uh, okay, yeah, you know, go ahead, uh, Jay. Give me your prediction, man. I'm, I'm thinking Logan Paul walks away with it. Okay, I also went low. But until WrestleMania, gotcha. Uh, I also went Logan Paul. Pac-Man went Logan Paul. Uh, Nubby chose, uh, Kevin Owens. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think they want, uh, Logan to hold it until WrestleMania until he can face somebody there. Who, who? I'm not quite sure yet. Uh, I know him and Ricochet had some pretty, uh, they had a pretty, ma- a pretty good match last year. Obviously they had that one spot in the Royal Rumble last year. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see maybe him face Ricochet at WrestleMania because then they could put on a great match. I know there's there was that one moment in Money in the Bank last year where they had that horrifying, scary spot with the table. Yeah. Um, I think that maybe they'd want to make up for that. Um, so I would love to see a Logan Paul Ricochet United States Championship match at WrestleMania. I think that'd be a really solid match. I'm thoroughly impressed with Logan Paul coming in. Not too excited about the part time thing. Mm-hmm. Like time champions. It just drives me nuts. But when he is there, he performs yeah. at a yeah. WWE level. Well, I know he uh had one moment, uh I think I think he said it maybe on his podcast or something, that he's getting to that point where he's feeling like he doesn't want this to just be a hobby anymore. Um so I mean I we we saw the part time shit with uh with Brock Lesnar and we kinda saw slightly full time with Ronda Rousey. And it seems like he's going from being a Brock Lesnar to being a Ronda Rousey. So um I know a lot of people don't like the fact that he's US champion, and a lot of people don't like the fact that he's in the business anyways, but you know what? A lot of celebrities went into wrestling and shit, and they, you know, they weren't so bad. I mean, even the fucking Miz was on, you know, what the real world or some shit before he came into WWE. So, you know, it's just fucking Bad Bunny had a pretty solid match in Puerto Rico. That guy, that's actually made my other list. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh yeah, we got the freaking five. We got to do too. Mm, forgot about that shit. Uh, fatal four-way match for the undisputed universal WWE, whatever the hell is fucking called title. <laughs> <laughs> what what, what is it called? I think it's called the WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship of the World. That is a stupid name. It's a fucking stupid name. Uh, we're gonna have uh, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, Drew. Uh, God damn it. Randy Orton, AJ Styles, L.A. Knight, 
uh, Roman Reigns fatal four way match. Um, no championship, uh, no champion. I can't, I can't think of the fucking word. That's why I need Joe. Joe fucking has words for me. Um, there's no champion's advantage. <clears throat> Roman does not have to be pinned to lose the belt. Uh, we saw Randy Orton return at Survivor Series. We saw AJ Styles return a few weeks ago from injury. LA Knight has kind of been the guy who picked up the stick and ran with it when they were losing guys to injuries and stuff like that. Uh, all these dudes have a right to, you know, a championship opportunity. Uh, I, I more prefer fatal four way elimination matches, but I know this is a first fall finish. Um, Jay, I, what's up? Yeah, yeah, right. I, I think, honestly, to me, the last time I remember having a fatal four way elimination in WWE was WrestleMania 2000 with the big show, The Rock, Triple H, and Mankind. So I'm pretty sure that was a fatal four way elimination match. Or no, maybe it was uh maybe it was the elimination match for the Universal Championship on Raw, but I think that was a five way. Yeah, I don't know. See? By the laptop, I could do double duty and Yeah. Okay, um guys okay, so uh we got four guys to choose from. <clears throat> um we saw what happened on SmackDown. Uh, Ali and I got the final say in that. Randy Orton got the final say the previous night. AJ Styles got RKO'd both times. Everybody wants to be champion. If Randy wins, he's 15-time WWE champion. If AJ wins, three-time. If Ali Knight wins, first time ever. Somebody wants to finish the, the longest streak in the last 40 years, whatever the hell it is. Um, I think they're gonna hold off until WrestleMania, so I'm going Roman win. Uh, Roman Reigns for the win. I I also chose Roman, but they I believe they have to go to SummerSlam in order him for him to beat Hogan. I don't, yeah, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think he'll do that. He's got to drop it at WrestleMania. Uh, both Pac-Man and Nubby also pick Roman Reigns. Um. We also got to keep in mind that there still is the money in the bank out there. So, let everyone keep that shit in mind. It's on the side shot that they didn't cash that in on Monday. But the um, Dude, you know what? Here's one thing I don't get about the money in the bank. And maybe you can kind of, like, you know, maybe agree with me, disagree with me on that. But, okay, so the idea of money in the bank is you can cash it in at any time, anywhere. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Why is it that when Damian Priest goes out to cash in during a match, he gets knocked down, the match continues, finishes, they have a winner, and the announcer's like, well, Priest, I guess you'll have to try to cash in another day. What's stopping him from still jumping in and trying to cash in at that moment? It's like they had these, at least there's three occasions I can kind of remember with Seth Rollins where he tried to cash in during Seth's match, gets jumped, gets knocked down or whatever. Seth wins the match. He raises the title. His music plays, and instantly they decide, okay, now that the match is over, you can't cash in now. It's like he can still cash in, but they're making it seem like he he missed his spot. I think they're trying to build the more, I, you know, I don't know, but it does make sense that he could still cash in. So if, if, but if he did, I guess maybe now Seth's paying attention. So 
the heel persona wouldn't attack somebody that's watching you. You know what I mean? Yeah, but see, now it, it, we're getting to the point now where he, he's having it long enough to where I'm starting to lose interest in it. And the fact that now Seth is potentially out until WrestleMania, you know he's not going to cash in on Seth anytime between now and then if Seth is really staying away for surgery, rehab, and everything until WrestleMania. And I doubt that we're going to see him cash in on Roman Reigns unless he tries to cash in at the Royal Rumble. And knowing WWE and some of the decisions they make, it wouldn't surprise me to see him see them trying to do a cash-in to end his uh, title reign. It would not surprise me one bit. I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I could see that, too. But I really think, for whatever reason, I think he's going to cash in on Rollins or that title. Mm. So much surrounding the other title that they yeah. have to make the title. Not saying that it isn't, but it is still the newest title on the brand. I got gotcha. you. Uh, women's uh, Royal Rumble. We'll start with that one first. Uh, obviously, thirty men or thirty women in. We all know how the Royal Rumble works. We talked about it before and everything. Uh, one of the cool things, uh, I, uh, Jay. I don't know if you know this or not, or if you. I'm sure you realized that that, but I haven't thought about it since. But 2022, Mickey James as Impact Champion or Knockout Champion. Don't know why Daddy didn't call it Knockout Champion, but Impact Champion showed up at the Royal Rumble. That was the first time anybody's ever been champion different organizations in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. I actually did, I pulled up an article and I was looking at some of the some of the other wrestlers from other companies who showed up in WWE's Royal Rumble, why they were contracted to another company. And obviously it's all older guys or it's like Japan guys and stuff like that. Mickey James is not only the first woman, but the first person in nearly thirty years or twenty years to do, you know, to have this. And it's interesting to see that it was Impact that she was able to do this. And I know a lot of people are speculating, I'm one of them, that the whole reason they allowed her, that they that they wanted her to be in the Rumble as this moment, using her, her actual theme song, is to kind of apologize for the rumors that her stuff was shipped back to her in a garbage bag. I don't know if you remember that story. Yeah, I remember her. Yeah. So, um, so I think that was kind of like a, hey, I'm sorry this happened. How can we make this right? Can, you know, how about we do this? Blah, blah. Um, I mean, there, there's speculation that, you know, she could be one of the surprising entrants into the Royal Rumble, especially with the speculation that, uh, that Impact is associated with, uh, the streaming company or production company that Data E is part of and everything. And I don't know if it's TKO or another name, or whatever that, but, they they think that there's a growing relationship between the two companies coming. So it wasn't what's up? So Scott Diamore now runs DNA. Scott Diamore? Yeah. He the has Moray. a great He's not Demore. He's what the fuck is that? I th- I thought it was Demore. Demore. When the moon hits your eyes like a big piece of eye, that's Scott Demore. <laughs> but he has done an excellent job of revitalizing now back to TNA. Thank God, by the way. Yeah, I, okay. I love the TNA title is way better than Impact. The for me, for me, when TNA went to Impact, would be the equivalent of like like Attitude Era Raw turning into late two thousand SmackDown. It's just like too too soft. Right. Yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, we could see people from Impact potentially showing up at the Royal Rumble. Mickey James could be one of them. Another one that people are speculating, <coughs> excuse me, is uh, Mandy Rose. Uh, yeah. yeah. One of the biggest ones, and it's actually my dark horse pick, is uh, Sasha Banks. Um, so for me, my prediction wise, I'm choosing Bailey to win it, but my dark horse is Sasha. Yeah, I, I I chose my dark horse first because I would like to see Naomi come back and win. Yeah, I, well, yeah, because she said she said goodbye to Impact, I believe, too, right? Didn't she or yeah. TNA not long ago? Yeah, so her return could be obvious. You know, it could be something that kind of happens. And then I chose Bailey as my, I guess, dark horse. But uh, you know, if if Bailey wins, they take another title. Now, Damage Control has all the gold in the female division, mm-hmm. which I don't think we've seen that happen yet in any faction for a long time. Probably not since, um, well, I know Judgment Day kind of did it, uh, but they used an NXT belt. Evolution, probably the most uh, recent. Yeah, 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 yeah. That had to be the most recent. Yeah. Um, Pac-Man went Bailey and Banks, uh, similar to me. Nubby went uh, Chelsea Green and AJ Lee. So I'm guessing Chelsea Green's his pick and AJ Lee is his dark horse. Um, if I believe though, if Bailey is to win, um, I I see her going against Io Sky at WrestleMania. I don't see Damage Control making it to WrestleMania. I I definitely see Kabuki Warriors with the Kota Kai them for breaking off from Bailey. They've been doing it slowly since Kyrie Sane and Asuka joined. You saw it last night when Bailey went to go high five Kyrie and she blew past Duck. Uh, Blew past Bailey and hugged uh, uh, Eel Sky, and you just saw like Bailey like, yeah, yeah, we did it, you know. So they was slowly pushing her out, but so I can definitely see if Bailey was to win the Royal Rumble, I I see it as being the equivalent to Batista's decision when he won the Royal Rumble. You know, the thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm facing Triple H, not JBL. That shit that happened uh, 2000 and <coughs> uh, early 2000s, whatever the hell it was. That, uh, yeah, I was. I could see them pick out Bailey and the other white girl, <laughs> Dakota, <laughs> Dakota Kai. I, Hi. I don't, I don't see her leaving them. I see her as kind of being. Because I don't know what I don't know where her leg is. I don't know how how much longer she's out due to her injury. If she sticks around, maybe she, I I think as far as a manager's role, she's probably gonna stick around that. But I don't see them kicking her out. Hopefully, I um, don't turn her back into a fucking hugger. Into a what? Oh, a hugger. Okay, I thought you said hunter, and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, I. I don't, yeah, I don't think she'll do the hug life thing, but I could definitely see her going back to being a baby face. Um, and I can see her facing EO Sky. If Bailey wins, she will face EO Sky at WrestleMania. I will, I will put, I would, I would bank on that happening. I would Sasha banks on that happening. Um, I could definitely Men's Royal Rumble, probably the one time where it was hard to select one person in the sense of, there are multiple options for a winner. Before, every time we do a Royal Rumble selection, it's like, who's the guy that kind of earned it? Who's the guy that kind of deserved it? 
But when you look at this year, it's like, God, who deserved it more than somebody else? You know, I mean, you got you got guys like CM Punk and Cody Rhodes, who everyone believes to be the winner. Drew McIntyre, like for a second run, Walter to step up and be the guy. And there's so many options this year on who to pick that it just seems like if it's not one person, they're fucking up because it's not somebody else. Oh, I, you have so many options. Yeah. For me, I would love be the biggest swerve of all time. I didn't pick the man, but have our truth win. <laughs> I guarantee you, if our truth won, mm-hmm. that in that building would blow the roof off. It would not be a dumb decision at all. I've, I've been thinking about this and thinking about this, like have him win. You don't have to have him win the title at WrestleMania, but it would be fucking awesome if you did. Nobody would be upset. I guarantee it. If our truth won, if our truth won, dude, I know. I remember. Uh, I, I can't remember what year it was, but remember, like the the it was like the fifty man Royal Rumble they did that one year. Yeah. Where, it came, where I think Alberto Del Rio won, but it came down to Santino and Alberto, and everyone was popping, thinking that Santino was going to win. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Like that. Very similar to that. Uh, yeah, we do know our truth is in it. Santo Escobar and uh, Bobby Lashley picked their numbers last night. There's speculations that Wade Barrett might make a return and kind of have like a spot in there. We know Corey Graves has been cleared to wrestle, so maybe he might have a spot for that. But we're also we also have to consider the fact, like I said, Impact Wrestling could have a presence in um, in the ring. You know, we saw Okada. You know, say goodbye to TNA. We know there's rumors that he's coming over to WWE. He can make a surprise debut in the in the match. Uh, Moose could show up in the match. I know NXT is being represented in the Royal Rumble again this year, uh, so we could see you know Braun Breaker show up. We saw Trick Williams and Carmella. Dude, this is going to be probably the most talent packed Royal Rumble that we have seen in I don't know how long. That, that I mean, the last major surprise for me, the Royal Rumble, that I completely marked out at was AJ Styles. 2016, which yeah. was fucking beautiful. The thing is, like, and even even like with the women's uh, Royal Rumble, and I forgot to mention this when we were talking about, but over the course of the last, I don't know, has it been four or five Royal Rumbles they've done? Um, They've always been saturated with WWE legends coming back. And I get that they did that in the sense of, like, they never had the opportunity before. Let's at least give it to them now who are able to uh, take the opportunity. But they've always had about, like, you know, five, six, you know, legends coming back. Kelly Kelly, Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, uh, Trish Stratus, like, like, repetitively. But this year, if you look at Raw, you look at SmackDown, you look at NXT. I mean, shit, Tiffany, oh, God, I kind of want to change mine. No, I'm not doing it. I'm I'm committed. But... There's no reason to say that Tiffany Stratton couldn't win the Royal Rumble. No, I mean, she, who was the girl that was with Trish Stratus earlier this year or last year? Uh, it was uh, Zoe Starks. Well, Zoe Starks. Zoe Starks. Holy cow! Yeah. Zoe Starks. Can forget, dude, there as much as I as much as I love seeing the 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 wrestlers that I grew up with coming in and having their moments. 
There is no reason to have one surprise legend in either one of these Royal Rumbles this year. I know they want to do it because they need to have the pop and the shock and all that shit. I understand that, but they really don't fucking need it. If anything, have a legends battle or have a legends battle royal at fucking WrestleMania and stuff. I don't need to see Hulk Hogan fucking come back into this Royal Rumble like everyone is speculating is going to happen because he said that he could, he may have one more left in him. I don't need The Rock to be in this. I swear to God, I laughed my ass off. So I said, like, how would you feel knowing that CM Punk came back, got into a Royal Rumble just to lose it to The Rock again? <laughs> oh, God. I don't need The Rock in the fucking Royal Rumble. If anything... I know, I know one of the speculations was The Rock facing Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia at Elimination Chamber. I think, or was it, was it Saudi Arabia? Is Elimination Chamber or Perth? Perth or? Australia. Australia, Perth. Okay, thanks. So I, I think, I'm fine with that. I don't need to see Rock and Roman Reigns at fucking WrestleMania because I don't need to see Roman Reigns beat The Rock at fucking WrestleMania. Because The Rock is not going to beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. It's not going to happen. Roman will beat The Rock, and I, I'm fine with seeing it at Elimination Chamber. I don't need to see it at WrestleMania. What I need to see at WrestleMania is I need to see Cody and Seth Rollins, or I'm sorry, I need to see Cody and Roman Reigns again, and I need to see CM Punk and Seth Rollins. That's who I fucking need. Um, this is the one that I have yet to put my my choices on because, like I mentioned, it's a very hard hard predictions to fucking make. Um, everyone else has great picks. Nubby, Cody has Cody as his pick. Gunther and his dark horse. Pac-Man took the cheap way out. Picked Punk as his winner. Cody as his dark horse. Uh, DJ, who you got? I got, I got Punk to win and Gunther as my dark horse. Okay. So I'm picking Punk to win. My dark horse at, oh, I, sh- I should have looked this up. Uh, Strowman. Oh, because we haven't yeah. seen Braun Strowman in God knows how long. I don't know the extent of his injuries. I don't know if he's still rehabbing or not, but he's been gone, I think, long enough to the point where if he's like, hey, when do you want me to return? He's like, we'll put you in the fucking Royal Rumble. If they if they if they if they do it right, we could get the Braun Strowman, who was a former heavyweight champion during the, you know, the, the pandemic era ish. We could get him back if it's done right. But you have to put him into the Royal Rumble. He has to win the Royal Rumble. He has to go on and have matches on TV against fucking powerhouses and shit. Get him over. And he could be believable as one of the guys who it's just like when they when they beat the Undertaker streak, that the only person it made sense for was Brock Lesnar. That could be Braun Strowman. He could be that powerhouse who could stand up to not only Roman, but the rest of, you know, the bloodline. Yeah, so I'm going to go Braun Strowman returns, Braun Strowman wins, but also I believe that, you know, they're building the whole CM Punk, Seth Rollins thing for a reason. The fact that Seth Rollins has to go out to get his knee rehabbed and everything, they easily put, you know, Punk saying like, you know, I wrestled with this injury, I wrestled with this injury, but yeah, you go heal up before you come back and shit like that. Um... But we, I think, I think if if history is shown or repeated ourselves, um, it, the title that's not selected by the Rumble winner is usually defended at Elimination Chamber. Right. 
So maybe Punk does win. Maybe Punk does pick Seth Rollins, and that means, you know, Roman, you know, has to defend the title. But we'll see. Um, Royal Rumble is today. Uh, is there anything else wrestling-related we got to talk about, uh, DJ? Did I miss any? But what's funny is I actually wanted to, I wanted to touch bases with The Rock and Roman because I kind of had the same thought you did that it doesn't need to be at WrestleMania. No, no. I mean, we all know that something's going to happen the moment The Rock said, you know, should I be sitting at the head of the table or something like that, and everyone pops like, it's like you know, but it just sucks because I, I don't know if it's a timing thing or whatever it is, but um, <clears throat> it was said but it hasn't really been brought up. Brought up. It hasn't been brought up that much. You know, they're hoping to develop this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I think what it, I think they gotta get through the fatal four wave. So maybe after the fatal four, I mean, shit, dude, it, the Rock could be uh, in the Royal Rumble. Maybe he get, does get eliminated or something like that. Maybe he gets eliminated by you know the Bloodline or some shit. Maybe Solo or whatever fucking eliminates him, and that's what kind of builds up the whole thing to. Um, or the fatal four way. Mm, yeah. That see, so let, let's look at it this way. He screws Roman in the fatal four way. Randy Orton picks up the win. Now you could set up Cody versus Randy Orton with the already backstory there. I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't see the Rock screwing Roman out of the title. I don't think they go that route. I think that I think even though Roman is a heel and The Rock is a baby, I think that's too heelish for him to fucking do. I, 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 I see this way that the, they have to screw Rock out of the opportunity in order for the match to make sense, and that's why I think if Rock goes into the Royal Rumble, if he's the final four, let's say the final four is Cody Rhodes, CM Punk, Walter, and The Rock. I have no doubt that Solo Sokoa, Sokoa might come out and dump the rock over or some shit. Maybe there's like a promo at the beginning of the pay-per-view where he says, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the Royal Rumble. I'm going to, you know, walk in. I'm going to walk out. I'm going to be champion and shit like that. He says it to Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns also, you know, fix this or, you know, whatever. And so they have to screw rock out of it in order for it to become a personal thing. I don't see the, I don't see the rock. First off, I don't see Roman losing the match, losing his title reign in a screw job. I see it more in a, you know, either a cash in or losing in the match. I don't think they put Rock in a, in a situation where he cost him the title. Yeah, it's, it's just all these different thoughts I've, I've had and how to make it because I agree with you with that. Rock versus Roman does not have to happen at WrestleMania, and actually, no. if you used it for Australia. Because you got this new stadium that I don't think they've ever been to. Mm-hmm. The Rock versus Roman to that stadium, you're selling out instantly. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? And even then, it's like, um, oh, shit, where's the... I know I sent I know I sent the uh, picture out and everything. Do they have a... Uh, they don't have a pay-per-view at the same place AEW did, right? Wembley? Yeah, no, they don't. Um, yeah, they don't got SummerSlam listed yet as uh as whether they're having SummerSlam. Um, okay. I mean, they could drag that shit out to SummerSlam. You know, it just depends on what route they want to go. If I'll say now, if Rock is in the Royal Rumble, they will wrestle in Perth. If he's not, I bet they hold it off until SummerSlam. 
Right. Fuck yeah. But it, it, it'll be a good match. I mean, like I said, I, I know Roman's going to win because I think uh, Rock even was in an interview and said, like, he wants to wrestle Roman and he's okay putting him over because he's the next guy. You know? So. Uh, what else? What else you got, DJ? Anything else? Anything else Dizzle J wants to talk about here on JFW? I think it's time to ring the bell, dude. Well, not yet. I got to fucking do the plug shit first. Yeah, see? I'm out of practice. I, I know. You're supposed more. to wait. The, 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 the phrase is, that's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah, that's the phrasing, man. So, I'm going to ask again, real quick, is there anything wrestling-related you want to talk about? That's all I got. No, that's not it, man. God damn it, you fucking Pac-Man. Holy hell. God, I'm sorry. Hey, this is the first time in years I've done this. Okay. This is what happens. I ask you if you have anything else to talk about. And you either say, oh, well, there's this, or, nah, man, I don't got anything else. Because nah, man, anything else. Thank you. You'll get it. I get it, man. I got to yeah. find out. I, I got to find out how many episodes it's been since you've been on. I know it's been a minute. I got, we got to look, we got to look that up. I'm just curious on the last time you were on. Guys, make sure you are following us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and X. Just by searching Just Regressing the JFW podcast. And of course, you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, whatever you listen to your podcast, search us. We'll show up JFW podcast or Just Freak of Wrestling. We are releasing video episodes as well as the audio only. This episode is going to be audio only, like I said, because we're dipping Dizzle J's toes back into the podcasting world. So. When we do release the video versions of our shows, they will be available on our JFW Podcast YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe, hit the notification bell over there, and check them out. Make sure wherever you are listening to us, you do leave a you know a, a rating, a review. Make sure you're subscribing so you know when the shows are coming out and all that. And um, I just want to say one final time, uh, I am so happy that Dizzle J is back. I am so happy that we're doing this. And... Uh, I can't wait to have the next one with you, buddy. Hell yeah. Um, guys, that's all I got. Time to ring the bell of this episode. Perfect. As always, I am Travesty. I'm Dizzle J. And thank you for listening to another episode of Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast. Peace.